0: Are you ready to embark on a journey that uncovers the raw, fascinating stories of those who walk the road less traveled? Tune into Uncharted Entrepreneurship for a front row seat to the triumphs and trials of ambitious entrepreneurs. I am your host, Brent Peterson, and today we're diving deep with Jamin Arvig. Jamin is a trailblazer in the entrepreneurial world with insights that will inspire and ignite the spark within you. Don't miss out as Jamin shares his unique perspective, invaluable lessons learned, and the keys to overcoming challenges on the path to success. Whether you're a seasoned business owner or just starting out, this is the episode you can't afford to miss get the tools and motivation you need to navigate the uncharted territories of your entrepreneurial adventure join us as we explore the entrepreneurial spirit with jamin arvig but first let's hear why you need to attend the minnesota eo rally in may 2024 this is brent peterson host of talk commerce and uncharted entrepreneurship I want to invite you to join hundreds of ambitious business trailblazers at the 12th annual Entrepreneurs Rally on May 9th, 2024, at the Mall of America's JW Marriott. From keynotes by Bill Walton and Candace Mama to a packed agenda with Minnesota's most disruptive startups, this is your all-access pass to the know-how, connections, and bold inspiration to take your company to the next level. The rally unites our community each year to cultivate game-changing leaders equipped to overcome obstacles and transform not just business, but the world. I'll see you May 9th as we celebrate the fearless few, charting undiscovered territory here in Minnesota and beyond. You can get tickets at entrepreneursrally.org, that entrepreneursrally.org. Today I have Jamin Arvig. Jamin is the co-founder of AIC Brands. Jamin, go ahead, introduce yourself, tell us your day-to-day role and maybe one of your passions in life.
1: Great. Thanks for having me, Brent. Uh, again, my name is Jamin Arvig. Uh, I co-founded uh, AIC Brands over 21 years ago, which, which owns, operates, builds, and buys uh, e-commerce brands, which turn into multi-channel brands. Um, also co-founded AI Commerce, which is a service company that provides multi-channel uh, marketing and growth uh, benefits to brands that we own, and of course, more importantly, many many others out there in the world. Uh, so that's what I do. I've served on the board with um, with Thrasio, which buys uh, Amazon companies as well, and I, I have... Uh, Passions in life. Next question. Uh, well, we've got five young kids. My wife and I have been married for over 20 years with with these five young kids, so we're busy. But we have uh, um, do have passions. So one of the passions right now is a, a project called Junior Presidents. So if I, I know you're an EO, um, and in uh, th- there's not much for kids like EO. So EO or YPO uh, doesn't have anything for kids, which is which is uh, which was missing. So Junior Presidents organization is something that kids can enjoy to to learn more about uh, themselves, about entrepreneurship, and how to start businesses, stock market games, all kinds of things, emotional intelligence. And and so we've uh, really um, gotten involved all over the world, actually, about 50 countries with, with kids that are doing some great things together. So that's one of my passions.
0: Wow, that's awesome. Thank you. And, and if for anybody that's uh, just listening and don't, they're not watching the video form of this, Jamin looks like he's 21 years old, so... Um, uh, you, you're, you're wearing very your, uh, your five kids very well on your face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you look mm-hmm. awesome. Very um, so before we get into content, uh, you've so graciously volunteered to be part of the free joke project. So I'm just going to tell you a joke and all you have to do is say, should this joke remain free or do you think somebody could charge for it? Here we go. As an American, I'm tired of people saying America is the stupidest country in the world. Personally. I think Europe is the stupidest country in the world.
1: Ooh, tough. Um, (laughs) Can I compromise and use some type of crypto?
0: Absolutely, yeah. Okay. (laughs) Very (laughs) very good. Yeah, just uh, everybody soon discovers that none of the jokes are very smart or or funny, anything. All right, so so let's dive in. We're going to talk a little bit about multi-channel. Tell us, uh, tell us um, why multi-channel is important now.
1: Well, multi-channel probably has always been important. Uh, companies over the years, uh, you know, for hundred years, for hundreds of years, um, have always had better valuations when they've got more diversification in their business. Less customer concentration or more diversification means uh, the business is more stable. Uh, so that is, has always been important and is important now. I think it's becoming more uh, visible uh, to people that this is important now, because so many people of late have built companies that are either Amazon native or digital native, and and they're realizing that as these uh, ecosystems become more mature, the cost to compete, the cost to win on these channels becomes greater. So the cost it, it becomes more expensive, less profitable sometimes, uh, there's, there's so much competition, competition from China, competition from, from manufacturers that are knocking off your product, uh, lots of competition. It, it, all of your data is online with your product, your reviews, all, all, all kinds of data is there, so it's easy to knock things off. Um, so you want more diversification, that, that's one big reason. Another big reason is brand value. So if, if a customer, a potential customer even, is walking around, seeing your product in a store, seeing it on Amazon, seeing it on your D2C yeah. site, seen it on the ads on the top and the side of the Google search pages, seen it on social pages, seen it all over. Now now there's much more brand equity. Uh, These people are much more knowledgeable of your brand, aware of your brand, um, willing to invest in your brand. Um, So your brand value goes up, your diversification goes up, um, and most people in business are interested in a higher valuation. So as a result... Your valuation goes up, so there's lots of reasons why it's it's important now and probably more important than five, ten years ago for an e commerce brand to start sorting out their multi channel strategy
0: yeah, and I think most platforms now are accommodating for that, and there's all these buzzwords like headless that are helping any brand uh figure out how can they get more channels out there and connect to one spot. I know in our green room, we talked a little bit about Buy With Prime. Tell us a little bit about how Amazon is kind of pushing into your traditional purchase path outside of just buying on Amazon. Yeah.
1: Well, I I think the first I'll give you some context that, you know, years ago, you know, more people were starting their search on Google uh, for everything, including product search. And then over, you know, the last, Ten years that has shifted slowly but surely until more people are starting their search on Amazon. So Amazon for product search. So Amazon has become the place to start for product search, which makes sense at this point. Um, and they've that's been one of their big goals, but they couldn't achieve, they can't achieve, um, you know, full um, coverage just on people starting their search on Amazon. So once they achieved that, they wanted to make sure they could go beyond Amazon too and, and find people that are starting their search elsewhere. Also, there are competitors like Shopify, and, and they're the biggest, but other e-commerce platforms, BigCommerce, WooCommerce, many others, Magento, that, uh, that are uh, helping people bring their D2C websites out, which, which are presences online that compete with Amazon's presence in a way. So it makes sense, for Amazon to either compete with those or, or bring those into the fold and, and partner with those types of companies to make sure uh, they can help continue to grow their infrastructure and their value to customers. So the way they're doing this now um, in 2023, there's been different iterations over the years, but what they're doing now is buy with Prime. Uh, so buy with Prime is a very big initiative at Amazon. Uh, there are over a thousand people that have been hired into that um, uh, ecosystem and, and department, I guess, uh, under a, a VP at Amazon over the last couple of years, and and so Buy with Prime has a lot of resources to help brands, um, not just to bring them into Amazon, but to help them and help their customers grow. So what what they're doing is is opening up their fulfillment network their fba network with all their warehouses which is a huge benefit Um, it's a benefit of having a 3pl for a brand it's a benefit of outsourcing so much infrastructure and complexity and and it's a benefit for brands to deliver to consumers what they now expect which is quick delivery um, maybe two days uh, plus or minus Uh, maybe maybe better eventually one day Um, in, in more uh, common practice, but also uh, providing the, the cost of shipping that is much lower as well. So buy with Prime um, can, can be a button on, on a DTC website, which allows people to check out um, on, on a branded website, but use the back end of Amazon for the fulfillment and for some of the other benefits too. So they don't need to put in, a customer doesn't need to put in their credit card information. They don't need, um, they're able to get some of the benefits if they, if they do use an Amazon credit card or have a 5% back uh, rebate or anything like this. So there's a lot of benefits. Those are some of them that they offer to the brand and ultimately the end user.
0: And I think there there is, been like a push and pull like some brands get onto amazon and they realize that they want to try to save some money so they move into their own website and some people have their own website And like you said multi-channel what is the advantage then of a of a merchant who has uh let's say a big commerce or a magento site to add that button for buy with prime because a lot of merchants might think about it as hey you know this is i'm kind of giving it away to the competition
1: right and and that has to be considered uh, it definitely has to be considered. you know people that have built a d to c business can't imagine building an Amazon business quite often, and vice versa. people on an Amazon business can't imagine a d to c business uh, without Amazon or certainly not a brick and mortar business that's a different world completely to people that have been focused on one silo, um, but people that have focused on the d to c branded website silo um, do ultimately see that you know a big portion of their customers that search their site don't want to buy anywhere but Amazon. So there is definitely um, a segment, a market segment that is not being touched um, currently on a D2C site. So they they do see that, there's data behind that, and there's also data behind um, conversion rate increases. So uh, if you're like almost everyone in, in this country and many other countries, you have an Amazon Prime account, and it's pretty easy to click the the add to cart button or the buy now what, what it's very easy to check out quickly there you trust the system you, um, you know what you're getting into you don't need to enter information it's a very quick seamless frictionless experience so because of that conversion rates can go up too and when conversion rates go up for a dc brand that means they can spend more money because the the economics the unit economics are more efficient and um, and, and they can grow more so it has to be considered the the, uh, the counter arguments need to be considered as well, but there's usually a lot of uh, benefits to doing this. Also notably there's there's ways through buy with prime um, companies for for these brands to drive more traffic to their site uh, because they do have buy with Prime now. There are also ways for them to advertise even on the Amazon platform uh, to bring people to their uh, D2c site. so there there are some other opportunities and reasons for brands to. Strongly consider this.
0: Yeah, and I've heard the analogy said that Amazon is just this kind of um, soulless marketplace that doesn't have a lot of customer experience, and there's not a lot of opportunity to create customer experience for your brand within the Amazon marketplace. But by doing it on your own side, you can create that entire experience, as well as having that benefit of you know two-day shipping or or uh, or or the backup or the the name recognition of having the amazon uh payments there uh talk a little bit about how customer experience plays in on that
1: it's a great point so on the amazon platform you can tell your story a bit as a brand right there's multiple ways of doing amazon's been adding these ways continually over the last dozen years probably um so you can you can have a branded page. You can have A plus content, all the EBC content. You can you can have um, ads that are focused on your brand. You can have uh, comparable products. You can have all kinds of things. Uh, you can have a matrix. You can have video that tells your experience. So there's a lot of things you can do now within the Amazon platform that you couldn't do even you know three four years ago. But there are many more things you can do. On your own site, of course, the the um, boundaries really are limitless. So if you really have a story to tell, it's hard to tell on the Amazon platform. You're absolutely right. That's another reason to use Buy With Prime. Um, so you get the benefits of both worlds. You can tell your story in any way you want on your site, and you can have the, the Buy With Prime button and, and all the, all the back end that goes along with that.
0: Talk a little bit about branding strategy. I know that we've had a number of guests who have uh, talked about just having a generic product on Amazon makes you just get lost in the huge pool of everybody else as a, compared to a, brand pro, a branded product where you can sort of try to stand out with that brand itself.
1: Yeah, it's important. Uh, and again, over the years, uh, businesses always have had to be differentiated. But now, even more than before, it's so easy to get knocked off, uh, and you know you, you rise in the rankings a bit on Amazon. You get knocked off quickly. Um, your products on Alibaba, maybe even before you get knocked off, your your manufacturer is already showing other people your product, and they're already competing with you if you're not careful. So, it is very important to have differentiators. One of those differentiators is brand. Uh, there are others too. One one of them is low cost supply chain. It doesn't need to be lowest price to the end user, but you have to have the best cost really in your supply chain or others with better cost will will be able to have lower prices or advertise more, do whatever they want. But you need to have lower costs. You need to have a strong supply chain. You need differentiation in, in the brand and uh, hopefully um, some IP. Um, so if you can have differentiated IP uh, support with patents, with trademarks, that can help. If you've got Um, Even better, if you've got an app along with it, or if you've got some type of experience that allows you to provide a a community or an infrastructure that goes along with the product, then it's way more difficult for people to knock off your product.
0: Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, let's just say, for example, the Apple product realm, all the different things that plug into your Apple. If you go on Amazon, you're going to come across uh, you know, some kind of a docking station that it's going to be a thousand people that have that are selling some version of a you know USB C to USB connector or whatever whatever that thing is there's uh, only a few though that stand out as a brand that probably do the same thing so the importance of developing that brand um, even then makes it more important as you as you're expanding into Amazon do you have some tips and tricks that people that you could tell people on how to start branding your product and and reasons to do it?
1: Yeah, I think you know, again, reasons to do it is to add more diversification, more uh stability, uh, more barriers to entry, um, and, and increase your valuation. And I, I think with with that motivation though, it, it is difficult. It doesn't it's not that it comes easily and, and without risk and without complexity. There's a lot of complexity that that is involved by branding because it it usually does require multiple channel uh, exposure. So if you're in lots of channels, you get complexity through technology um, complexity, through operational um, complexity, through general infrastructure complexity. Your fulfillment networks it might include Amazon and Walmart.com, uh, could include uh, D2C, it could include a lot of B2B um, fulfillment. So your operational uh, infrastructure uh, technologies and fulfillment technologies are all very much um, made to have complexity when you're multi-channel. Um, your your pricing becomes complicated. You've got map pricing issues. Maybe you've got channel conflict issues. <clears throat> so there are lots of reasons why people don't do this. Um, but if you are truly trying to build a brand, um, it is so much better uh, when you when you can build that multi-channel brand. And uh, to, to answer your question then next of what are some tips and tricks, I think it's always good to dip your toe in the water and and start testing things uh, that, that can be proven um, one by one. And uh so if you started as amazon you can as an amazon uh platform company you can maybe try walmart.com maybe that's next on your list um maybe maybe eventually you're trying your own d2c site if you start with your, if you started with your d2c site it's probably time to start amazon a little bit more if you're on both there are things you can test and improve on both of these i mean you're you're certainly not ever fully optimized no one ever is so there there are things to keep pushing the boundary on on these types of channels and and when when you're ready, uh, if you're if you are more digital native, when you're ready, you need to start looking offline too. You know, we do that a lot with brands as well, to uh, with our own brands and with other people's brands, is help bring them offline and and make sure that the brand can fully be built out. So I think it all starts with a long-term strategy, uh, a long-term multi-channel expansion strategy that can be broken down into phases and stages. And, and, uh, and then that can further be broken down in lots of little tests. So it can be done responsibly and, and profitably. and That comes with a, a little test budget along the way. And, and so it, it's fun to put these in place because it really helps people see the value that can be created once they do expand in their current channels and into the new channels.
0: Are you seeing people that are on Shopify uh, that want to expand uh, when they try to go on Amazon, um, the cost could become prohibitive because there's going to be a charge from Shopify to be able to use that external payment as well as the cost that you have to pay with Amazon. Does it does, And then to follow up, Shopify is building out their own network of fulfillment centers. Do you think Shopify at some point will be a, will be a player to compete against Amazon?
1: Yeah. Um, good questions. So starting with Shopify and how people consider the, the, the move or the expansion into Amazon, if that's, if that's what they're considering now, uh, the unit economics are very different. It's a different business, different business model. So just like moving from brick and mortar to Amazon, moving from D to C to Amazon has similar uh, differences in unit economics. And, uh, so you can consider that, as an example, the fulfillment costs will be different. The freight costs would be different. The advertising costs would be different. The commissions would be different. So the, the benchmark numbers in any particular product category are different from one channel to the other. That being said, um, most product um, product categories do have room for um, room for success in all of these. You know, the, each particular marketplace or or channel has their own, uh, formula that works. So where in Shopify, you might pay, uh, less for commissions. Of course, um, Amazon, you pay more there. You might pay much less on ads on Shopify than, than Amazon. You might have a way higher conversion rate. You probably do on Amazon than Shopify. Uh, it all depends on your product category and your brand, but, um, those are some of the things that that are considerations in, in that kind of level the playing field of profitability between these, um, that being said, once once companies have a multi-channel strategy in effect, uh, they may they may find that their target profitability is different in these different channels. It may be more or less in D2C or Amazon or or brick and mortar or one of the others. So they they may have a strategy that, uh, you know, in this channel, I'm going to have break even as my target or in this channel, uh, my paid ads are going to be break even profitability. But I want to get organic. um, I want to get profit out of my organic sales. So there's different ways to to think about profitability as a whole in your multi-channel business and also thinking about that halo effect where even if you're break even in one channel or maybe even losing money, depending on your lifetime value and, and, and other aspects of that first order, it still may be very sensible to expand multi-channel like this.
0: Um, I I um, I just want to follow up on the buy with Prime because I think one of the things that, that buy with Prime gives you is that sort of happiness feeling that you know you're going to get delivered. But with uh, with with Shopify Plus, they're going to charge you just to use that external gateway. And actually, I don't even know if buy with Prime is available for Shopify yet. But I think where I was going there is the added cost of if if you compare your your direct ch- selling, say you're on big commerce compared to Shopify, you don't have a lot of choice in terms of payment with Shopify but with big commerce, they'll, they'll let you do whatever you want. Um, so the the move then to Amazon is a different, is a different sort of decision to make because you might have a little more overhead on that if you look at them together if you're on one or the other one is going to be more expensive than the other as you add. So are, yep. are, do you think bigger brands are making different decisions on which platform they should choose for their direct sales?
1: Yeah, I think, I think there certainly is a, the consideration of these things. And, yeah, to, to follow up um, more comprehensively on your, on your question, if, if a company is more on D2C now, say with Shopify, and they're thinking of doing buy with Prime, that, that cost is incremental, but again, it's, it's not, um, it shouldn't be compared against 0% either, because a Shopify, um, a Shopify customer does need to have fulfillment somewhere and freight somewhere and, and labor to fulfill somewhere. So they do need, they do need some of these costs, regardless of whether you're using the, the Amazon backend or not. Um, the, the difference would be the commission, of course, and then the commission can be, um, can just it's just a math question really on whether that commission is offset by by other things like a conversion rate increase in, in some of those aspects um so I, does that answer your question
0: yeah that's perfect uh okay. so in our, in our green winter, we did talk about some some uh ways of getting started on a multi-channel multi-brand or multi-channel sales um and you had mentioned getting partners to prove this what, what do you can you can you elaborate more on what that means, like the type of partners you should look for?
1: Yeah, Regardless of the size of a company, uh, we all have limited resources. And so if the company has achieved specialization in certain things, maybe D2C, maybe Amazon, maybe brick-and-mortar something. Um, they've got specialization in those things, but typically not everything. So as they're expanding into one of those new areas, they can either um, – invest on their own and, and build that internally, that capability. Or they can buy it. They can buy a company that has that capability. Or they can partner and find someone else that has that capability. So when moving into a new channel, um, it's usually more effective for people to test it, to expand with, with a partner until some of those things are proven. Once the, once the economics are proven, the strategy makes sense, that everything has, has worked with a, with a brand then the the company can consider do they want to bring that in-house uh long term do they want to keep with the partner long term do they want to buy another company long term to to further make make that uh capability more robust um those are decisions to be made but um out of the gate it's usually more effective to partner with someone and the reason is is simple that if you were to bring in um a team to help you on one of those new channels you'd have to get you know say a, a new cmo a new um, a new director of, of marketing in that area, a team of specialists that have all these these uh, specialization um, skills and in, in the tactics that are needed to win in those, ca- in those channels. So if, if we can instead use you know, kind of a fractional team with a partner, uh, that can make a lot of sense.
0: So um, a company like AI Commerce would be a perfect partner to work with to get you there. <laughs>
1: depending depending on the strategy that's that's obviously our reason to exist uh, so uh, you know we've eaten our own dog food for over 20 years and, and it, it's made sense for for us to move channel to channel through these methods and uh, as brands are as brands are built and values created and, and so uh, our reason to exist uh, for others is to serve them as they as they do try these things and so it, many times people ultimately will achieve great success and huge valuation increase with us. And, and then they, they may want to build a, a lot of it in-house and maybe we help them with other things or, or maybe they, they move on and, and they've, they've done well on, on their own, creating more value. So, um, but in the meantime, it, it can be very helpful to, to work with a partner like AI Commerce. Yeah. Uh,
0: looking at the rest of this year for 2023, what are you excited about in terms of, uh, of tools for people that are selling things online?
1: Uh, for like software tools and that that type of thing for Just, sellers uh,
0: partners or, or platforms or channels or whatever what what is it what is if you had some advice to give somebody that's that has a that has a, a store already what would you hmm. give that what would what kind of advice would you give them
1: Yeah the things that we're always looking at we're always making sure we've got the best tools the best AI that we've got access to um so AI is of course top of mind for for everyone right now and and that's our name AI Commerce. We we try to make this very core in, in everything we do um, so generative AI for content is is uh, a no-brainer to at least try and and hopefully integrate into your business more and more but there's there's so much AI that it's being developed and becoming functional and usable uh, whether it's um, generative uh, uh, imaging tools uh, gem, uh, or video tools uh, there, there's there's a lot there so I, I think that's the that's the biggest thing but um, of course the there's always a need, there has always been a need for the best data tools, the the best tools that provide the most access to data. So for us, we're always extremely granular. We have to be uh, very, very granular in terms of how we analyze profitability. So we we go, we don't just look at revenue or or margins or even contribution margins. Uh, We try to look at contribution margins or variable contribution margins at a very granular level across products across channels and combination of product channels and to make sure every, every profitability decision is deliberate and tracked and, and optimized. So with that as a goal, it's very important to have the best data we possibly can have access to at all times. So I'd say AI is one, data, um, the best data tools out there uh, are, are always needed. And, uh, and generally for us too, you know, since we are, believe in multi-channel uh, branding, you know, tools that can help with that. So there, there there's some good tools that, uh, more and more can help people, uh, either drive traffic to Amazon or, uh, with Amazon. Those are, those are becoming interesting or, or integrations that bring your, your Walmart, uh, channels and, and, uh, D2C channels and Amazon channels through the same systems to make sure you can fulfill them efficiently make sure you can see data efficiently. So AI data and multi-channel tools would be the, the three general categories.
0: Yeah, and I know that uh, uh, having that data and actually using it for your business is so important. And a lot of newer um, or younger, less mature entrepreneurs might pass up data first and go with gut. But at some point, data it wins o- over gut most of the time. I'm not going to say every single time, but you know that measurement and testing and, and then re- re off of off of that and building on that data is such a great uh a great way to build your business and and continue to excel um so Jamin, as we kind of close out i give everybody a chance to do a shameless plug uh what would you like to plug today
1: yeah, i don't know if i have too much to plug but happy to um provide a a link to your um listeners brent um that just shows a few considerations when, when auditing your business, um, in terms of if you're ready to go multi-channel, uh, AI commerce helps with, uh, people moving to multi-channel and we've got a, a sister company brands 10 X that helps, uh, e-commerce companies move to brick and mortar. Uh, so for qualifying businesses, we do, we do some, uh, free audits if they are a good fit to kind of help, help do a, a bit of a deep dive so I can, uh, Offer that through a, through a link if you'd like.
0: That's awesome. And I'll make sure I put all this in the show notes. Uh, uh, Jamin Arvig, it was a great conversation. Thank you so much for being here today.
1: Glad to be with you. Thank, Thank you. you.
0: Uncharted Entrepreneurship is a production of Content Basis, LLC. Copyright 2023. You can find more award-winning content at contentbasis.io. And that wraps up the latest edition of Uncharted Entrepreneurship, Bold Tales from Entrepreneurial Trailblazers. I'm your host, Brent Peterson, signing off after an incredible fireside chat with one of our intrepid trailblazing guests. Their firsthand perspective on conquering the unexplored wilds of business is just a taste of the rare wisdom you'll discover from pioneering entrepreneurs on this show. I also invite you to join me each week for insider commentary on the startup scene and digital marketing landscape on my Talk Commerce podcast. You can find Talk Commerce wherever you download podcasts or go to talk-commerce.com. I'd be grateful if you left a review and rating for Uncharted Entrepreneurship to help more bold founders find their way to game-changing insights that empower ventures to transform communities. This is your host, Brent Peterson, signing off for now. I'll see you around the virtual campfire next episode as we embark on another adventure into the great entrepreneurial unknown.